Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage <laughs> in, and I can say this without any guilt, uh-huh. sunny Santa Cruz, oh, it was, California. Uh, it was beautiful so today. Nice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It, you know what? Uh, last week it was overcast and raining and in the 60s. And today it was bright, beautiful, sunny, and 40 degrees. I had to go back in and put more clothes on. I wasn't prepared for that. It was cold. Yeah, not so hot. It's cold for us, anyways. Hey, let's get to who we have in the garage because we got a bunch of people who are still out doing different stuff, but you know, we still fill the house. So, hey, everyone, this is Liza. You can't handle the truth. (laughs) Just, Just stop. Hey, Stop. <laughs> over in the corner, we've got Emma. Hello, darlings. And pass the gin from the left. <laughs> Next time, we have Bagel. Uh, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fresh right back from the one show in Portland, we've got Knock. Hi, what's up? Next to that, we got Isaac. It's not easy being green. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys ready for this? Because here it comes. Next to that, we've got Frank. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> <laughs> On the pretty girl couch tonight, we've got Paolo. It's just been revoked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, leave the weapon. <laughs> he shoots him like Dip 50 times and shit. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Next to that, we've got Eric. Yellow. Hey. Diplomatic immunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we got John Dalton. Hello. And over in the corner, we got Charlie. Hi. Hi. Hey, what, what's up? Charlie, what, what movie is that? What is that from? All of them. It's like, let's get out of here. Where's the van? Yeah. (laughs) So this is a point where we talk about what we're working on, what we've done. So I just wanted to give a quick report. Um, I know that Nock and Jim, Nick and Jim and Douglas were all up at the one show in Portland. Yes. And that Jim and Douglas are still there. They were hanging for the third day. But what, Nock, what? you made it back for the podcast. Yeah, they're probably getting lap dances right now or something <laughs> like that. But yeah. You know, you want to know what those assholes did? No, what did they do? I was actually on the phone talking with uh, Moin Khan in Pakistan, planning some stuff for later. And, I, and Jake walks up and she's like, Dude, you have to take the phone call. It's my dad. Apparently, Douglas is in jail. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, what? oh shit, knock. No. I, 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 I gotta go. Sorry. And I get on the phone and Wait, and, how's, how's and, that and Jim concern? is Jim is like, you know how to wire money, right? Excellent. What the hell? He goes, no, I'm just kidding. No, just can you tell Jake to pick us up tonight at the airport? (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? How could you so easily fall for that though? I thought you were the master prankster and shit. What's going on here? Uh, What kind of bullshit are you running, man? Because I know they were out drinking last night. Yeah, but now, now if that actually (laughs) happens, you're just gonna ah, yeah, whatever. Well, (laughs) but I, I, I know how to take an opportunity and run with it. Yeah. So I then, I, he said, oh, just can you just tell him to pick me up? He goes, yeah, I just told Jake that, that Doug got arrested. So then I walked over to Jake and Jonathan and a bunch of people. <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck, you guys. I got to go wire money. Fucking Douglas is in jail. There's something about some 
some a female prostitute and and, and <laughs> a dead chicken apparently some animal cruelty thing oh, they got him no, on man. i don't know what the hell Come on, they didn't buy that Jonathan did. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Jonathan did. Oh Jake wasn't falling it far. Jonathan was like, what? I was just talking to Doug. What? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're having a good time. So, how, how, how'd you do up there? The show was cool. It was um, in a warehouse that kind of smelled like mold, but they had Ooh. two levels. And it's a big, giant, like, former steel warehouse, I guess. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was a big old warehouse. Uh, tons of cool bikes, a lot of great styles. Um, uh, a lot of dirt bikes. People like the really? dirt bikes up there. Yeah, a bunch of old school two-strokes. Some of them are in, like, cherry brand-new condition. Uh, Emma, you would have lost your shit if you went in there uh, looking at the, the bikes there. Because, I mean, half, see, these things are just, half of them are displayed without tags or kind of like large identifying information. Um, so half the fun was trying to figure out what the right. base was and what they did to it. And a lot of cool stuff, a lot of weird stuff, a lot of stuff that you, when you looked at it, you could tell, like, this is not going to work at all other than standing still. <laughs> but uh, but overall, great show. Um a lot of cool people up there. A lot of hip-looking people up there, um, but they're like the real ones, right? Because you know, really, they're they're, they're, they're Portland. It's a, this is in Portland. This is where all the cool people are, I guess. But so, uh, I met a, a listener there. I forgot his name. I think it was Sam or something like that. I'm sorry if I didn't get your uh, name. Was it Jeremiah? Was it Jeremiah? I think so. I don't know. But he wanted an XR 650R, and I think we uh, influenced him well enough to get one. But cool. anyways, yeah, it was cool. It was a great time, uh, Jim and. Jim and uh, uh, Doug have did a did a couple of interviews with with Thor, the guy who runs the stuff. Yeah. And then uh, in an interview with the other guy who helped him set it up and a bunch of other people. But yeah, and, and Matt Matt Harris was there. So Matt Harris, who we just released a podcast uh, earlier uh, this week, turns out, drum roll please, <laughs> he won best in sh- uh, in show. Yeah. At the one show. Yeah, it's uh, a great looking bike, man. And I'm passing around a picture for everyone to look at. There's a picture of Doug and and uh, Jim and Eric and Duran yeah. and Matt Harris with his his tracker that he built that he was racing up there too. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I haven't heard the results of the race, but dude won with his other bike, best of show as a builder. And then he's fucking racing too. Sweet. Another nice. bike. Wow. Yeah. He's pretty a rad, rad, rad dude. Yeah, there's a, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Duran had his little motorcycle mini bike there. And it was like a 250cc. Oh, yeah, two-stroke Emma, you'll have to see this thing. He put a 250cc, a 250cc stroke into a pit bike frame. Yeah, it oh, was insane. It's yeah, crazy. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he has a sidecar that goes on it. Too. Yeah, it's pretty neat. But yeah, it's overall, crazy. fun time. Uh, had a you know, ate a lot of food. Cool. Well, we're yeah. going to be having a whole special podcast. On the one show, so look forward to that. Yep. As soon as I get that uh, edited, <clears throat> and then uh, Emma and I yesterday took a spa day, didn't we? <gasps> yes, we did. We oiled each other down. <laughs> <laughs> and by spa day, I mean we went to motorcycle shops. <laughs> yeah, we we went to um, first stop was Raber's. Raber's Parts Mart. Right, and for anybody who doesn't know Rabers, have you guys been to Rabers before? We have not. No, no. Oh. have not. Um, Rabers. Well, I mean, it's just Bob who's left now and his son, but the Raber brothers, God, they've been involved in motorcycles, the California scene, forever. 
Yeah. It's all vintage British bikes. Anything right. imagined. British only. Any make of bike, as long as it's British. <laughs> um, they've got... The, the old shop from way back when used to, used to be bigger, but they've got a giant space. It is just full of any part imaginable. And to give you an idea, yeah. it was a business trip for me. On my bench at home, I've got a 65 BSA. And they had every part I needed in stock. Were they, wow. were they brand in good new. condition, or did you have to refurb some of that stuff? No, they're brand new. Oh, no shit. Damn. And okay. if, you, if you're short a dough, they've usually got a good used alternative. I mean, these if yeah. you've got a British bike and you don't know about Rabers, you need to find out about them right quick. Yep. Because they got what you need. It's as simple as that. It sounds like a plug for them. But, you know... They've been doing this for so long, and they're very dear friends of mine. They get the Emma seal of approval. And it's always cool just going down there and cruising around, because they're nice peeps. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. There's always cool bikes out in the back, too. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. That's where the action is. Yep. You know, it's, it's not the things they've got in the showroom. Right. You go around the back, and you see the stuff that's actually being used. Yep. <laughs> and then we went over to Road Rider just to go look at even more stuff. Why did we go to Road Rider? Just because? I needed some blue reflectors for my yeah. license plate frame. She needed blue reflectors. Blue reflectors. And I bought a bell. I bought a new bell. <laughs> that's important. Yeah. Well, you know, the evil spirits have been getting to that's me right. lately, so I need to ward them off. <laughs> now, Road Rider's great. They're a, they're a family-owned business. Yeah, uh, I know. I like and them. You know, and they're always real helpful. They it's are. like, the thing I like about Road Rider, you go in, and they pretty much leave you alone. Yep. And then you hear that little voice, hey, is there anything I can do if you're looking a bit lost? And you say, I need this. And they just go out of their way to help you. It's the <laughs> neatest thing. But they don't jump on top of you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it. I've always had a good time yeah, in Road Rider. For a mom and pop type, a brick and mortar type place, there's a huge selection. For oh, they hell have an yeah. Amazing selection. In, including a very good selection of women's gear, too. Yes. yes. Which I great. found some boots I really like. They were like ADV tall boots with the buckles, but they were like. Brown leather. Do they have do they have heels on them? No. What did you say, Emma, about that? Something about oh, they were extra dikey. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Perfect. And for anybody who doesn't know, if you're getting like all new gear, they um, they will give you they will they have a deal where um, if you get two or three or four pieces of like major gear boots, pants, jacket, gloves, etc. Um, they will give you five, ten, or fifteen percent off if you're getting two, three, or four. Oh wow! All cool. at the same time, oh, so nice. it's it's a really good place if you're if you're getting a full suit. Uh, it's a good it's a good place to do it. Yeah, police. I and, like uh, them. I'll plug them. Oh, sorry, <laughs> uh, police and um, and uh, first responders and and military get discounts too. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. So we had a fun time. The only downside is. <clears throat> All of our roads are washing away. <laughs> yeah, so kinda. a lot of people know we've had a lot of rain lately, and holy cropoli. Water, so, water's powerful. Yeah, yeah, so you know, we, we the reason we brag so much about our riding season is, is it never rains, and we have just great, mount, amazing mountain twisty roads. So we've had so much rain that it has overflowed all the reservoirs from the drought. Yep, all it the is rivers. All the rivers. Um, yeah, rivers are flooding, um, and houses are coming down. John Dalton was about to move into a house. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. half of it is down there. Yeah, now. it's like somebody grabbed an ice cream scoop and just, went <laughs> <laughs> just like wow. took my porch and everything else. The house did you, moved uh, away. Did you yeah. put? Yeah, did you put a deposit in or anything like that? No, or, no. Oh, you're no, planning. No. Luckily, okay. I didn't get my notice before then. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. 
At one point last week, um, all of our major roads to get over the hill, uh, 17, 35, Mm -hmm. San Jose Road, like 9. Everything was shut down. Everything was shut down. There's like four out of five options gone. You had to go to Aromas or San Francisco. Those are your options. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I left for San Francisco uh, on Thursday, and I saw like at least two cars up, upside down in the Oof. northbound lanes, and their guys are still working to move the earth Jeez. out of the road. It's it was a shit show. Wow. Yeah, and um, like there was on one of the roads up in the mountain, uh, somebody was went to the store at night to go get supplies, and then they were <laughs> driving back. And they didn't notice the hole that had formed in the road bigger than their van. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, well, it wasn't just a hole, Liza. It was the entire road was gone. Yeah, and it was it just, out. Yeah, their van just fell into a giant hole. <laughs> yeah. It was the same road there and back. Yeah. Exactly. Well, look, if we put some backstory on this, just, to, oh, it's been raining. California's been in drought for six years? For like ever, as far as I can tell. Yeah, as long as I can remember. Five or six years, California's had a drought, and there's been very little rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we've got right now, all the rain we've been <laughs> missing in one up. go yeah. on top yeah. of ground that's really five or six years dried. Mm-hmm. And it's just like crazy shit is happening. Mm-hmm. Roads are falling apart. Yep. Yeah, and also back, like uh, these mountains are really new. Back east, you have mountains that are like millions and millions of years old, and it's just trees on top of rocks, whereas these are these our mountains are dirt. Yeah, well, back, back east, the, the mountains have already collapsed and, yeah. and eroded and fallen down, so now they're just, you know, soft hills. Yeah. Here, it's like, you know, steep faces, and, and that ground is not solid at all. It's just dirt. So, yeah, I have not been too gung-ho to go hit the roads, even though <laughs> it hasn't rained for, I don't know, four or five days now. There's still many rivers mm-hmm. coming out mm-hmm. of the hills oh, across yeah. roads. Charlie, you guys went for a ride today. How was it out there? Yeah, so, what, Highway 1 was bad. There was a part where it was washed out. Um, all of the roads in our hills are pretty bad just because they're wet and there's dirt everywhere, mud and all that. We did Mount Hermon yesterday, and it was actually pretty good as far as conditions go. But, yeah, I yeah I don't want to go out there riding. There's Yeah, it's just crap. It's going to be a while till I think it's safe where you're not going to hit, you know, I what don't know, rocks. Or, no, but I do want to say, I do want to say... Um, you know, we often mock these guys on GS 1200s who aren't going out there and really using. They're using them to go do their coffee runs. Yeah, yeah. Well, our friend Andrew has a big GS 1200, fully outfitted. He found a good urban use for that bike. He posted a video on his page of him riding down some of these roads that had completely flooded, where cars yeah. aren't allowed to go through, and it's like three feet deep, and he's just plowing through on yeah. his bike and exploring all these roads. Nice, so I nice. thought that was pretty cool that the bike could make it through deep water that the cars couldn't. Yeah. Yep. Nice. And and just to put this in perspective, you know, just so people out there know what, what we're dealing with, Skyline Drive, which is one of the, the <clears throat> most favorite motorcycle roads in the area here, goes along the rid- mountain ridge from north from Santa Cruz up towards San Francisco. There is like a 200-foot section of that road that is just gone. The whole hillside is gone. Yeah. Everything slid down 50 feet, and there's nothing there but a gap, and they don't even know how they're going to rebuild it. It's, like, <laughs> like, it's gonna have, it would have to have a bridge built there. It's that bad. Oh, really? It's, wow. south, yeah. of, it's south of Highway 9, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We will build a bridge. 
Mind the gap? Exactly. Most definitely. But that didn't stop people from coming out. We had a full house today, and uh, John Dalton was working on his bike. Adrian uh, pulled out the pink pony after a long time. And last time she had rebuilt the engine and cranked it over a couple times, and it went... <laughs> And stopped Ooh. moving, <laughs> and she hasn't touched good. it for like two months. So Adrian's I've been there. Bad. So, oh. but she but she got in there, and Emma's <laughs> like, "Oh, just do this, this, and this," and and it started turning freely. So it's not did as it, bad. Did it start? Oh it, no, it no, 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 no! It is as bad. Oh, it is. It's bent, bent valves. Had, right? so okay. yeah, she bent the valves. Okay. Um, oh my God, she installed the cam wrong or something. She, she did the cam timing wrong, and it's a very easy mistake to make. Mm. Sure. Um, but. Here's a Motorcycles and Misfits top tip. Oh, a top tip. Top tip. Get the spark plug out and make sure that the mark you're looking at is the top dead center mark mm -hmm. and not a rivet on the flywheel. Oh, was there? Mm. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, no. um, wow. Adrian's mistake. She hit the, hit the button and it locked <sighs> and that would Ouch. have been okay but now she's jumping up and down on the kickstart and that's what bent the valve <laughs> oh. so um yeah head's gonna gotta come off two new valves and she'll be down the road she's just gonna she, she might as well just get a new head at that point oh no I mean, no, no valves are cheap yeah okay yeah. and uh cat showed up and she started patting her chest and cursing what did she I was do like, what the hell she's god damn it she's patting her chest god damn it I'm like, what? My tits the, are on what fire. Going on? <laughs> she's like, oh, did I lose my license plate? And then she zips down another layer of shirt. She goes, oh, here it is. Like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? She goes, well, I don't have anywhere to mount it on my bike, so I just carried it in my uh, jacket. Wait a minute. Oh, what what bike was she on? Her 650. Ah. Next, our 650. Right. So I'm like, hey, cat. Doug is in here. Knock is in here. Jim, there's no one here to protect you. It's you and me. So <laughs> get in that Suck shop, and we are gonna build you a license plate mount. Um, I don't want to. I'm like, God damn it, get in there! I just get some and L brackets and drywall screws, and you're good to go. Some, drywall screws. <laughs> no, she did it. We took some stainless sheet metal we had here. Uh, I had her. I I I, I drew it out. Uh, she did all the cutting, then she bent it over to get the angle. She d used a drill press nice. and oil and the drill bit yeah, to no, drill the holes out. She did great. And then she went and mounted it. It's a little bit wonky because she was like, fuck you, fuck you. But she did it, <laughs> and it's attached. Nice. Is, <laughs> is it floppy and wobbly? No, no, it's on there. It's good. Oh, good. No, it's quite turgid. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> And then even um, uh, Stephen did a fork, fork uh, seals on yeah. a on his V strum. Yeah, on a V strum. Oh, so cool. there was shit getting done. But the big news is that Freya came to visit. Oh, yeah. baby Freya! Freya Miranda, yeah. who's uh, what one day? Three old? days. Three days old, something like yeah. that. Here's the thing I love, and I'm very honored. They they get out of the hospital after having the baby. And before going home, they came by the garage so Freya could see where she's <laughs> going to be spending the rest of her life. Oh, man, that's that Aww. criminal negligence? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> that's okay. It's called starting them young. Yeah. We baptized her in the oil bin. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Mike put the uh, the baby seat on that V-strom. Like, strapped it on there. It's like, fuck the law baby seat. That was really cool. And um, we have one more top tip to share. John Dalton. 
What? You had a moment this week where you were in a little bit of a panic because you were stranded. Oh, yeah. You were stranded mm-hmm. because it was raining. Your mm-hmm. car didn't work, so you could only ride your motorcycle. Correct. And you were having a problem. What was that problem? Okay, so the problem was I was I was riding back, and it was dumping down, and then my glasses were fogging up, as well as I, I would crack my, my visor, and then even that kept fogging up. It was just too messed up. And so I uh, was in Watsonville, and I went to the big lots, and... Uh, yeah, so I was looking for all these hacks uh, to figure out, you know, how to get the, the fog out. And um, yeah, so apparently, if you go to a uh, if you go to a big lots, they have a furniture section, and they also have uh, dishwashing soap. And so what I did is I dried my visor, and then I grabbed a couple dabs of the dishwashing soap, sat on the couch, and then put my foot on the ottoman, <laughs> and then just kind of hung out. And the thing is, they don't really pay pay the people there enough to care. So, <laughs> so it's a good thing if you're ever stranded. Uh, it's, it's you know, I don't know. What, what I thought was pretty interesting is uh, is all the hacks. I, I, I put on Facebook posts. I'm like, hey, does anybody know any tricks or whatever? And then um, I call Liza, and she's like, have you tried Googling it? I'm like, oh, Google. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I Googled it and saw all these hacks with dishwashing soap. But what I ended up doing uh, the next day, is that it ended up working, it was awesome, was uh, getting uh, contact lens holders and then putting the, uh, the anti-fog stuff in one and then the uh, uh, Rain-X mm-hmm. in the other, in the R for Rain-X. Mm-hmm. And then what's cool is you only use a little bit. And then so I, ha- I usually have a, a handkerchief with me all the time and then just like dip it in one, dip in the other, and then good to go in the rain. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Anti-fog so, on the cool. inside and Rain-X on the outside. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. that's a great tip. And and yeah. the, the other hacks, I did Google it on your Stranded and I found out some great hacks that you can use um, either dish soap or even bar soap. And you can rub it onto your, your glasses or your lens and then buff it out until all the smears are gone, hmm. and that will work as an anti-fog. Yeah. So basically, any like gas station or mm-hmm. restaurant, anywhere has a bathroom, you'll find what you need. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you don't use the abrasive soap. You know, like yeah. With the, oh, the powdered stuff. Yeah. That you don't use like micro yeah. beads and shit on there <laughs> or pumice soap. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, I was gonna try oil, and then like opened up my <laughs> my oil thing and started dipping my uh, thing no, and I think, rubbing yeah, it on there. Not so good for but the yeah, plastic. No. No. no <laughs> yeah. I, I I think Jonathan, if you, if you wee on your glasses, if you wee on it, you wee on it. And then you forget about it and put them on the bedside table and then put them on the next morning. They'll probably smell really bad. <laughs> so, Noted. How though? That was an actual more bedside later. table stuff. Now you see, that's a top tip right that there. That is a top. what do you think of that top tip? Does that also work for like sea urchin stings, right, or jellyfish stings? <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think it does. Jellyfish exists. Yeah. yeah, it works for <laughs> everything. I mean, yeah, if you get stung well, by a bee, on I pee on all my problems. A mosquito bite, <laughs> just get someone to pee on. Like it. if you That's can't get I an do. erection, maybe somebody pee on you. You might that, that yeah. might work too. Oh, that yeah, is, it has to be somebody else <laughs> peeing on you. That is mm-hmm. just a golden shower of piss poor entertainment, <laughs> isn't it? This is just spiraled out of control. Look what you did! Look what you did! I'm taking it back. So, guys, I got something real special coming to you right now. Let's go to the phones. We got a special announcement. He's called in before, but um, when he did an amazing thing, set a world record riding cross-country. You guys may have remembered that when he went from, it was L.A. to New York. We have on the phone with us Carl Reese. How you doing, Carl? Hey, Carl. 
Hi, guys. I'm uh, excited to be on the show again. Hey, so you're about to do another record, but before we get to that, let's talk real quick about um, all the records that you have under your belt already. Because a lot of people learned about you when you did your cross-country crazy-ass thing, but you've, you've been doing this. You've had, had this in your pocket for a while. What else have you set records doing? Yeah, we, we set these crazy records to bring awareness to the Motorcycle Relief Project. It's a 5013C uh, nonprofit for um, combat veterans that are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Awesome. And so uh, this charity is very near and dear to my heart. So uh, each time I set a record, it gives me an opportunity to um, you know talk about the charity a little bit. Uh, they're doing some great things, um, and we had the opportunity to raise uh, quite a bit of money for them over Christmas to help with their budget for the coming year. Nice. Well, yeah, well, you're welcome to hawk your wares here anytime. So, so, all right, what are all these records you've set, including your car ones, too? Okay, so I've, uh, with a, a team of people, uh, Dina Mass Tracy and Rod Hawk, we set the fastest time from L.A. to New York in an electric vehicle. We used a Tesla P85D. Rad. And then uh, a few months later, we set the fastest autopilot record from uh, Los Angeles to New York, where the car actually drive, drove itself 96% of the time. Wow. <laughs> um, and, and then Dina and I set an endurance record, just her and I in the Tesla from L.A., to New York, back to L.A. again. <laughs> but I guess I'm most noted uh, for uh, beating the 30-year-old cannonball um, record on a motorcycle from L.A. to New York. Uh, this started back with Cannonball Baker back in 1922, where he made his first attempt from L.A. to New York. He made some earlier attempts from San Diego in 1914, but um, he started a trend, and that trend continues today for people trying to make it coast-to-coast coast in the shortest time. And most recently, I set a record in Ecuador with the um, cooperation of the Minister of the Interior and the President of Ecuador to set um, um, the first person to ride a motorcycle uh, to the highest altitude at Chimborazo, which is the closest place on Earth that you can get to the sun. I know that's a mouthful, but <laughs> Chimborazo is actually closer to the sun than Everest because it's uh, uh, Everest sets on the northern hemisphere and Chimborazo is on the equator, making it 26 miles closer to the sun than uh, <laughs> Ecuador. That's awesome. So we had a 17-hour police escort through the country after getting one-day permission to, to ride on this um, um, epic uh, volcano, which is usually off-limits to motorcycles. So it was indeed a, a, a real privilege for uh, that country to open its doors for me to come down there and set that record. And it was to bring awareness to um, their 7.6 earthquake they had last April and they're still rebuilding down there. So um, I was really uh, honored to take part in that. Cool. Nice. And uh, so what do you have coming up? Because I've been seeing these announcements for Project 9. So what is Project 9? So we start teasing back in uh, around Christmas on my YouTube channel, uh, hinting that we were up to something. And um, we've 
been working for the last eight to ten months on uh, acquiring Continental's Proving Ground track in Uvalde, Texas. It's the equivalent of Area 51. It's it's uh, it's not an open track to to ride on. It's just a track that they use to test their um, radial tires and 18-wheeler tires on. It's an eight and a half mile loop um, that's three lanes wide, and it's uh, slightly banked, uh, not by much. I think the outside um, the outside track is seven seven degrees. Um, uh, tilt to it or embankment and um, with cooperation of first gear and clear water lights um, we've arranged to uh, be able to scrape together enough funds to get the insurance uh, for me while I attempt the 24 hour I'm sorry it's the Guinness Book of World Records greatest distance in 24 hours on a motorcycle solo Okay. Wow. Heavy duty. And are are you using your your trusty steed, your BMW, for this? Yes, yes. That um, that that uh, K sixteen hundred is the only uh, motorcycle in my fleet right now. Um, uh, I probably mentioned this earlier that you know I don't have a motorcycle sponsor. You know BMW is not paying my way. Um, it's just the bike that I had picked for the cross country, and I still have it. So. It just makes sense to use that one because the fuel cell is already uh, built for it. We've made some uh, improvements uh, to lighten up the weight of this particular bike. We put a EarthX uh, lithium-ion battery that's made here in the United States in Colorado. Uh, that that reduced it by about seven pounds, and then. Um, we partnered up with uh, Brock's Performance to put a set of carbon fiber rims on the bike to lighten it up even further. And um, we're working with Z-Technic uh, to um, uh, modify the windshield and put a uh, smaller windshield on it than I had in some of the previous records that that bike has uh, uh, taken part with. So if you're going through all this effort to take weight off of it, are you going to ride naked? <laughs> That's a great question, girl. Um, <laughs> I had threatened that if I do smash the record, maybe I should do the last lap naked. Ah, there you go. <laughs> that would certainly make a headline. Uh, but what's interesting about this that we're doing for um, anyone that's interested, they can log into my website, carlreese.net, and we have a web app that you can just click on and you'll be able to listen live to the team in the pits and uh, what I'm hearing in my helmet. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, and that web applet, if you also click on my uh, photo, once that web applet opens, it will open a chat where people are guessing how many miles I'll actually do. And if you guess the right number without going over, we're giving away some swag. Um, and we're also, um, this is the big news, is that we are having a live cam set up. We're attempting to set up a 360-degree camera in the pits. So uh, during that 24-hour period, people will be able to log on and swing the camera around. It will be streaming live up to uh, my YouTube channel, uh, Carl Reese. And um, it should go live on the 24th, which is our practice day. Uh, later that evening, uh, probably about um, 10, 11 o'clock uh, p.m. Um, Texas time, Central time, 
Cool. Uh, because that's when our IT person is flying in late. He'll get that all up and running, and then the festivities start at 3 a.m. Um, on the 25th, and will run till 3 a.m. on the 26th. Wow. Nice. So since you're having this as a contest, then I guess it, it would be unfair of me to ask you, how many, what is your goal, Miles, to do? Well, the the, the record was held by Rusty Vaughn uh, back in 2011 when he set 2,019 miles what? on a Harley on a Harley Davidson. Wow. Oh mm. man! That, so this is some low hanging fruit for you. Oh, I don't know. Really? <laughs> I looked at the I looked at the data from my New York to L.A. run, and I had stopped in Kansas for my sleep stop. And that was roughly 1,500 miles. I'm just going off memory now. Um, and that was in my first 17 hours. So it's certainly Jeez. within striking distance, but nothing about these endurance records are easy. Uh, again, I gave up the coffee, tea, and sugar. Mm-hmm. I haven't had coffee since Christmas. So I've been jonesing every day for a cup of coffee. The only time I... Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I get to smell it in the morning when Dina makes it, but that's that, that's about it. Yeah, nobody's going to pull you over on a track, though. Yeah, exactly. What was that? No one's going to pull you over on a track. No, no, but um, for me, I have to purge myself of the caffeine so it has a maximum effect when I need it in right. that, like, 15th or 16th hour right. of setting on the bike. Right. No, that's, so that's if your serious. receptors haven't received any of the caffeine for eight weeks prior um, and you actually need to drink the coffee before the fatigue, the, the chemical that is the way it's been explained to me by a neurosurgeon is that the the fatigue releases a chemical in the brain that uses the same receptor that the caffeine needs to plug into. So if you wait too late to put the caffeine in, the fatigue will have already plugged up all the receptors that the caffeine needs to hmm. uh, enter. And this would explain why some people can um, be really tired, drink coffee, and it not be able to keep them awake. Hmm. So we've kind of dialed it into a, a science of, um, you know, um, resisting from drinking caffeine for a long period before the actual event and then knowing when to uh, uh, drink it during. Huh. And then are you expected to do this on one set of tires? No. Um, I have three sets of um, uh, Continental um, uh, Road Attack 3s set up on uh, three separate set of rims. I have only one set of carbon fiber rims because Brock's performance told me it's the only set currently uh, in their inventory in the world for that particular bike. Uh, wow. They kind of make them to order. Um, so I have two backup sets of stock rims for the bike. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to change them out in quick order. Awesome. So remind everyone again when this is happening. This is um, the the practice runs will start on the 24th, and uh, we'll have the live chat up and uh, should be operational later in the evening on the 24th. And then at 3 a.m. on the 25th of this month, the chat and the uh, live video will be up, and we'll probably have a few uh, live uploads to uh, my Facebook page. So if anyone wants to friend me, they can friend me at Endurance Driver is my handle on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. 
Great. Well, thank you for coming on and tell people about this. I love always finding out what what you have coming up next because you always have something you're planning and i know i know you already have something you're planning next i know i know you've got, <laughs> you've always got some trick up your sleeve and, and well, the thing too is I, it could be anywhere I, in the world i love being on this show and i will tell you something that we have not discussed publicly but Ooh. i think Zena might have an announcement oh yeah this summer Mm. And she is threatening to break one of my existing records. Ooh. Right, because Dina set a record last year. What was it? Um, she went and she learned to ride and got her license and then got on her bike and rode cross country. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, she, from the DMV. Um, took a, <laughs> yep, she took a motorcycle safety class. Um, then she took a precision cornering class with street masters. And then once she completed that, she still didn't have her license yet. She only had a permit, and she had no on-road experience whatsoever. Wow. Um, she left the DMV on um, June 1st, and she went straight up to Dead Horse, Alaska. Wow. Oh, highway. Man. You, Carl, you it. are a bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> I am a bad influence. <laughs> well, cool. So we'll be checking that out. So everyone, um, go check out, it was it? At your website, carlreese.net, was it? That's correct. Yeah. carlreese.net. And uh, that is this month, February 24th and the 25th. Check in there and watch Carl set a record. And that's Carl Reese with a C, correct? That's correct. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good. Thank you very much, Carl. Next time I'm in Santa Cruz, I'll be up. I'd love to set in on the Recycle Garage and and, uh, and, and, and set in a round table with you guys on the next interview. We'd love to have you, please. Yes, thank you very much. All right, well, thank you, and we will be following you, and um, I will always be looking forward to whatever's coming next as well. All right, thank you so much. See ya. Bye-bye. Well, that was really cool. I, I think that Carl Reese is doing great things. Yeah, that was rad. But hey, mm-hmm. let's get yeah. back to the Asians. And they're handsome. And they're handsome. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to the Asians. Paolo. Yes. Maybe you could consider doing a Top Tips episode on your web series. On our motorcycle web series where we barely talk about motorcycles? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I wanted to introduce Frank Paolo and Eric are from the... Handsome Asians Motorcycle Club. Hello. Hey. Which Hello. is, it's many things. It, it is a web series, but then you guys do a whole lot more than just that. So I wanted to cover real quick what you guys do. And again, thank you for coming down. Thanks for I having us. Thank you. you yeah. had to brave the conditions and the, the it sketchy wasn't that roads. Bad at all. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it was good today. It was nice. Now yeah. it's fine. All right, so when uh, Paul Brown was here, we, we, we gave you all a shout-out there. Um, you I heard guys, that. Thank you. You guys did the Dirtbag documentary that Correct. Paul Brown is featured oh. in. But it started first with your first uh, documentary, you call it? A uh, short film, short I film. guess. Yeah. was called The Rattler. Yeah. What was that about? That was just uh, – that was um, – well, let, let me back up. Mm-hmm. We When we first started hanging out um, – uh, as motorcycle riders, mm-hmm. we knew each other before, but we we didn't ride together. And then I think it was Eric and Lewis had just gotten their uh, licenses, correct? Right, that's Something right. Like that. yeah. yeah, so then we started hanging out and spending a lot of time and looking at all these motorcycle videos and what people do when they first get into right. the subculture, right? Um, 
We also had heard about Dirtbag and heard about this local thing where people were building bikes. So we started thinking, oh, maybe we should do that, the same thing too. Not because we wanted to build a custom bike, but we just wanted to learn more about motorcycles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, around the same time, I had a friend whose boyfriend, who may or may not have been involved in selling drugs, had to leave the country. And he was, <laughs> and he was uh, you know, giving shit away, that, giving everything that was in his garage away. And one of those things was an old bike that we later found out was an XS650. Ah, uh, here we go. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we just we got this free bike, you know. So um, the plan was to like just dig into it and not really rebuild it, just to see what was inside these things. Yeah. Because no, none of us had any experience wrenching. Um, I had always taken my bikes to you know dealerships and to service places because I thought you know like. The engine sacred. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. you, I didn't know you right. could do that yourself. Right. You know, right. all I did was like put oil in it, or you know, I didn't even change the spark plug. But anyway, so um, again, so we had this new bike, and we just thought, you know, like let's, um, let's film the process, mm-hmm. and we cool. ended up making a little film about it. Cool. Cool. That's oh, nice. Well, since then you've done a whole bunch. You did um, dirt bag that we talked about, and then you did dirt bag two, return of the rattler. Yes. Which I want to talk about because I really enjoyed that one a lot. Um, and then you started the web series, The Handsome Asians Motorcycle Club, and this can be found on YouTube. It can yeah, be found YouTube, on YouTube, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. I watch it on my TV and while I'm lying in bed on the YouTube channel. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I like it better than on the computer. But I like it that you can see things on YouTube on a lot of the TVs now. Yes, yes. Streaming. Right. Um, And then you did Boutonniere. Yes. A very special short film. Boutonniere, yeah, that was just... Is it a documentary, a mockumentary? What is it? Exactly? No, it, it, it's, uh, it was an experiment is what it was. Good. You know, Boutonniere was, or is, the response to the kind of current crop of motorcycle films out there, where it seems to be it's more about the filmmaking than the motorcycle. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You guys have all seen it. Everybody's mm-hmm. wrenching like in the dark, and there's slow motion sparks. <laughs> sparks like, flying. <laughs> yeah. like anybody works like that. Right. right. <laughs> Completely in the dark in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we made Boutonniere, and if you've seen it, it, it's, it comes in three parts. Mm-hmm. Um, part one is kind of the... The inception of the idea of, uh, or how we got the idea part two is like kind of the making of it and then part three is the thing itself right yeah you know I so thought that was very cool you guys which that. does elicit tears in many people made oh, me tear up really Hon- yeah. no honestly yes. me and isaac were watching it and i teared up at the end it's, it's <laughs> genuinely moving it is and sweet. he did as well I really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, no, I would, I would say what actually happened, but it'll so, spoil something it. Something got in my eye, I swear. <laughs> but it's, it's, a ge- it's, a genuinely, it's a genuinely touching story. And even if it was you know, made as an experiment, you actually won something for this, didn't you? Yeah, we it was entered in the uh, Motorcycle Film Festival in, in Brooklyn last year, and it won... Uh, yeah, best in category, which wow. uh, under experimental. Cool. Because it's not really a narrative and it's not really a documentary. It's kind of like put together, and you know, we we won we won the award for that, which cool. is uh, yeah. quite I, nice. I, Sweet. After seeing all of your stuff, I can pretty much say you don't take yourselves too seriously. Not at <laughs> no, not at all. And that is definitely by design, because um, I mean, even what we call each other, I call. Well, the group. I mean, the handsome Asians. I mean, <laughs> it's 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 kind of a play on words, obviously, because if you see, I mean, you can't see us now, but well, the, the listeners can't see us, but 
us looking at us now, you're kind of like, oh, I get the joke now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were serious about that. What are you talking well, about? <laughs> I thought you were serious about that. <laughs> well, it, it, it flowed better than the original name, which was like, you know, the average looking Pacific Islanders <laughs> <laughs> motorcycle owners, kinda owners guild club. or something. Yeah. No, I, I flowed better. I got to tell you, when you guys arrived, I was halfway down the drive doing <laughs> something in my, you know, with, with an exhaust system. And I look round and it's like something from Reservoir Dogs. These guys are walking up with <laughs> sunglasses on. And I knew instantly who they were. And I went, handsome Asian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I turn around like, what? Where? Well, let's go back in time and and see where this all began, because, you know, uh, the motorcycle community, really, we're known for just eating up. We have an appetite for all things motorcycles. And anytime any sort of movie or something comes out, everyone wants to see it. But I want to know, who the fuck are you think you can come and do motorcycle shit? What's your background? How much do you know? So let's see. I want to find out from each of you. How long have you been riding? So aggressive, Liza. <laughs> oh, yeah, she is. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Eric, or sorry, Frank, how long have you been riding? Uh, I've been riding like off and on since 1991. Okay. Um, you know, I would ride for a while, and I'd take a couple years off and drive a car, and then I would like, oh, I want to get, I want to get back into motorcycling and stuff like that. So, yeah, off and on since 1991. That's cool. Some, what was the first bike? My first motorcycle was a 1981 Seika 550. Oh, okay. yeah, oh, right. which uh, which uh, yeah, I bought off a, a classmate of mine in college who was moving to San Diego and he couldn't take the bike with him. And That's a great little bike. That is, yeah, a, yeah. yeah those it's are also the bikes. same bike in Revenge of the Nerds. So, uh, <laughs> 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 was it the silver? Or the, the red, red one. The red. red one. Yes. No, those were you know we don't see many of those come I'm, through, but they were good solid bikes. Well, I saw it, a bunch on Craigslist they, last time yeah. I was looking. There's cool. a slight issue with that bike keeping it on tune because um in order to sink the carburetors on it you you need a stick and it's called a yik stick and it's <laughs> yik stands for yamaha induction control system and it's it's just one of those goofy things that Yamaha came up with. You can't sink the carbs riders without them. Is it a broken off broom handle? Is yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you undo a bolt and shove the yik stick in, and then you can <laughs> you can sink the carb riders. It's really goofy. That's funny. Yeah, but um, they're great little bikes. Oh my god! Yeah, great great way to start. And yeah. what, what are you riding now? Uh, well, actually, I'm I'm currently. Uh, Wait a minute. Wait, yeah, yeah. Don't answer that. Oh question. yeah, that's right. I'm going to turn this into a game. Oh. We're going to turn this into a game. So let me go and ask. Let's start with Paolo. How long have you been riding? And what was your first bike? Um, I've been riding since the first time I got on a bike was a dirt bike in maybe 82. Um, and then after that, I I would just borrow people's bikes and yes. borrow classmates' bikes yes. in high school. And my first actual bike was a Virago. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, what year? At eighty, is a late eighties Virago. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Good. Okay. And then Eric, how long have you been riding, and what was your first bike? I've only been riding for about ten years, so about so two thousand seven, maybe two thousand eight. Okay. Nice. And um, honestly, the first bike that I had, the neck said CM four fifty, but it was just hot. It was a bike I got off of Craigslist that I just wanted to learn to ride on. It was pieced together. I mean, the rims didn't match, and nice. the seat. I mean, it was. Oh, those CMs had giant seats. The, yeah. the seat to bike yeah. ratio was right. great. But it wasn't the original seat that was on there. It was all wobbly. It didn't even barely. Stay. It only stayed on because I was sitting on the bike. <laughs> nice. uh, really. So I nice. mean, it was pieced together from from 
it was basically Frankenstein together. Frankenstein right. See, bike. That's biker shit that I love. I'll ride whatever piece of shit I can get my hands on. That's, yes. That's biker shit. All right, so I have a little game. So John and Charlie and Knock and Isaac. All right. Are those two okay. teams? Are those four teams? No, you guys are going to just all work to. Well, you're against each other. All right, so take a look at these handsome Asians. Mm. I, there's a game I like to play where you see a biker like walk into like a store with a helmet, and I try and imagine what kind of bike they're riding. I thought you were going to by say how they look. How, how he looked naked or something. So I want, I want, I want you guys to go around and guess what kind of bikes they're riding. This would be a lot more easy if it wasn't rude to ask income. <laughs> well, just look at their shoes. Like That's if how they you had, tell like, look at their shoes. If they had, as, like if, if they had an unlimited no. budget, I'd go... So, look, look how clean those are. Ducati. Yeah. Let's go in reverse bill. order. You guys, how about Eric here? Well, Y'all take a guess. What kind of bike do you think he rides? Man, that's a tough. I don't make, know. Uh, I'm thinking a Swiss Army-ish kind of a Grom. Kind What's of he a... look like? <laughs> You're out, John. What do you think? Um, yeah, Swiss Army-ish kind of. Throw it I, I kind of know actually. Like a so. KLR. No. Well, <laughs> go, go to somebody else. I don't. I can't All right, models. Isaac. <laughs> yeah. What do you think he rides? I won't be offended. Don't worry. Uh, something along the lines of a V-Strom. Or a hmm. Ducati. Okay, you got to pick one. Those are two completely different. I ones. know. Pick one. I mean, uh, <laughs> your bike versus. Versus. Okay, okay. good guess. Knock. Are you taking yourself out of the game? Uh, I I don't. Go actually ahead. That's an know. option. Go ahead, Knock. You can play. Uh, let's say uh, FJ, FJ. You know, Yamaha FJ. Okay, good guess. Yeah. All right, now let's go back. Knock. How about Paolo? Paolo. Uh, V-Strom 600, V-Strom 1000 of, of Suzuki variety. All right, Isaac, what do you think? New Bonneville, like new new generation Bonneville. Okay, John, what does he look like? like a oh, I'm classic wrong. Classic Triumph. <laughs> classic Triumph guy. Charlie, what's he look like? Um, I don't know, a Jixer 1000. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all they hey, ride, Jixer 1000. Be nice. You can't go down, be you nice. can't go down from there. <laughs> <laughs> that was uncalled for. <laughs> all right, now we're going back around. Charlie, what do you think... Uh, Frank is riding. What's he look like? Um, you got to look him up and down. I mean, check that. Check out what he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> we get to judge you. <laughs> no, I think he's extremely well groomed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charlie, what do you guess? Um, um, a, a, he rides a oh, motorbike, it, Charlie. Is it a motorcycle? <laughs> okay, thank you for your guess. John, what do you guess? Uh, Black Harley. Black Harley. Mm. All right. <laughs> Isaac, what's he look like? They're all black. Ducati Monster. <laughs> yeah. mm, all right. And Knock? Uh, I don't know. A, a Yamaha of some sort? Uh, Could you be more specific? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking FZ600R. I don't all know. All right. So, uh, Frank, what do you ride? Uh, well, I was about to say earlier that I'm actually uh, bikeless at the moment. <laughs> but oh. I, just, I just sold my... Uh, uh, a BMW R1150R. Wow. Hey, wow. All right. Damn. Cool. But, and uh, I'm, I'm purchasing yeah. in a yeah. couple of weeks uh, a Bonneville. Oh. Nice. Oh. Nice. Nice. All right. All right. You got it. Apollo, what do you ride? DL1000. Okay. Suzuki. Oh. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Who said that? Yeah. No, that wasn't me. <laughs> all right. And Eric, what do you ride? 
R twelve hundred RT. Oh, wow. very nice. Oh, oh so mispegged. <laughs> totally <Yeah>. mispegged. <laughs> All right, so you guys got some history of riding, and you got good choices in bikes. Uh, all right, I, I'll say yes. You can keep making movies. <laughs> 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 so, um, let's see. You did the so. You hooked up with, with Paul, and Paul mentioned that you guys said, hey, we want to do like a short, like 15-minute thing on the dirt bag. Paul and I used to work together. Yes. Actually. Oh, wow. And that's how, that's how he got his hands on the first kind of short film that we made. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he asked us if we wanted to come over and film Dirt Bag, his event. Right. Which we did, and we made uh, a full-length kind of documentary about his event in 2008. Um, but it was only of the event itself right and while we were there that's when we met all the builders and discovered that the story was not in the event but in the builders mm-hmm. yeah so we scrapped that whole movie and then waited till the next year and followed uh six teams i think of builders mm-hmm. five or six teams cool is that hard to scrap something after you put that much work into it a little bit but we had this vision of the of the second thing and we really liked that you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and, and and again, we we saw that the story was in the builders, and we right. met these builders and got to and got to know each and every one of them, and um, they were really into the event and and the building, and you know, there's there are no official um, there's no official start date to uh, to the event, and people kind of just wait for Paul to announce it, and they, <laughs> yeah, and these people actually wait. You know, yeah. what I mean, they could yeah. cheat and be building all all year, but they so they honor the you know they. Wow. Um, uh, the the rules, and so that's why we it was easy to wait for, for the next year. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> and then um, I actually really enjoyed. So you did Dirtbag Two, the Rattler. Yes. So yeah. this one was a little bit different. You you were in you were in it this time. Yes. Because yes. not only was the story in the builders, the story was in building yourself. Correct. Correct. And I loved it because you take a, the XS650 mm-hmm. and chop it up. You guys build a bike and you enter it and, and go on the, the ride. And as Paul said, the dirt bag isn't just about the event. It's about the ride that you have to prove your mettle on this ride. I loved it because you didn't have a lot of fabrication experience. We had none. None. <laughs> Zero. Yes. none. Zero. Yeah. And there's a lot of like shots of you guys just standing around like scratching your head and staring <laughs> at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fir- when uh, interviewing the builders for the first dirt bag, all of them said like anybody can do this, but all of them were fabricators and yeah. fabricators yeah. or mechanics yeah. or welders yeah. or you know. Yeah. So dirt bag two was all about kind of trying to prove them uh, right, I guess, or trying to prove <laughs> what they said. You know, can so. four you know can four desk jockeys do this? And, yeah, so. right. Yeah, we should mention there is another one of you all. Yes, yeah. Lewis. Yes. He it, who shall not be named. It's like, it's like Voldemort. <laughs> um, so you guys had to like learn how to weld. And uh, like how deep did you have to like do any like spoking wheels or, or building of engines? Was there more stuff you got into? No, it was a running bike. Okay. So That's so helpful. It, so was it, it was a stock <laughs> XS650? It was, it was correct, yeah. And right, let's talk about what you did to it. All right. Um, you want to? Sure. I mean, we, we wanted to make it a hardtail, and, and you know, we, we Lewis and Paulo got about 25 minutes worth of uh, welding instruction, <laughs> yes. and uh, 
and you know, and we, we we thought we were going to do the welding ourselves, and we, and we we did some practice runs, but it just wasn't going to work out. And yeah. whoever was going to ride was it was pretty clear that that person was going to die if we did <laughs> <laughs> if we did do it. So, um, but we what we could do is we could cut the back off with the, the tail end off and then you know and, and for the xs 50 they they do sell kits hardtail kits where you, it's kind of a plug and play you cut off and then you just stick it on there and, and, you, and you weld it all right so that moment easy though how how was it that moment that you're like all right we're doing this we're cutting into the frame it, that's kind of pivotal because we were like oh fuck we Th- yeah. We could make this. We could just take a perfectly good bike and just ruin it completely. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, there's no going back from there. There was no, no going, going back, back from there. <laughs> and, and there was no one else when we made the first cut. There was no one there that had any technical experience. I mean, like like my brother said, we are all desk jockeys. We we sit behind desks. We don't have any. We're. I mean, we we could put together IKEA furniture, but we're definitely not <laughs> <laughs> what you could say mechanically inclined. Yeah. Uh, but we can figure stuff out. And uh, before we made that first cut, it was like, okay, we're really fucking doing this. So, <laughs> and, and, and as you know, there's there's no secret behind it. You just have to get in there and do it. So yeah. we just, we pulled out the saza and, and and made the first cuts, and and we were there. We were we were but, committed from there. But yeah. you know, if it's any consolation, even experienced builders, they stand over that frame before they make the first cut, and it's like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's like let this be right so you know everybody agonizes over that first cut when you're in the frame eh, it doesn't matter you've already cut it yeah right <laughs> but right. it's just making that for sure. making that first cut i've been there so many times myself oh, yeah this is a great bike you know it's going to get me down the road i'm cutting the frame it's like cracking the crust on the creme brulee right <laughs> yeah exactly once you once you've done it then you just dig you in. just you dig in and get yeah. stuck in yeah. Yeah. cool and that in, first cut actually i mean we um, we say it in the movie that we cut off an inch at a time because <laughs> yeah. you know you have the the stock frame and we put the uh, the hardtail next to it and we determined that we we should be cutting at a certain point. Right. But we cut like seven inches up from that point <laughs> just, just so we could shave it little by little because you know it would be easier to cut more than to add material. Right. Yeah, you, know? yeah. you can't cut off less after you cut off more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, what are you doing over there? Oh, nothing. <laughs> uh, no, Jonathan. Jonathan left his stuff, and he's been hanging out out there, afraid to come in and <laughs> uh, and, and and interrupt us. So I'm telling him, just come in. Yeah, come on in. So, um, exactly. what's what is the what's the biggest thing you learned doing this? I mean, what like kind of what was your first aha moment? I guess. Oh, dude, um, riding the thing. Yeah, going mm. on the ride with the guys. Okay, so like I, like we mentioned, we. We met Paul and the Dirtbag Builders a couple years prior to this. Sure. Besides that, I worked for a, m- a motorcycle magazine where I've covered Dirtbag. Right. So I knew these builders. I knew what they were doing. I've been to the event, but I never... I, I've, al- I've I always saw that they were really excited about their builds, but I never right. really got it. Right. You know? But, like, you know, um, putting together a bike when we didn't know how to do it and just... Uh, we we did tack the the frame on and ask other people for help welding it on, but sure. I mean we had a part in well in, in the welding also. But yeah, just to make it roadworthy and safe, right? Yeah, right, yeah. You yeah. made the moves initially, but, yeah. But like being in the middle of that bike and thinking like, oh, this thing's gonna fall apart, and also thinking, oh shit, it's not falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> that That's that awesome. was the aha moment. And That's like great. seriously, like during that ride, I was just grinning. Brad. That's awesome. So like you feel you could kind of do it again if you if you needed to you think oh yeah uh, we'd love to do it again yeah. right on yeah, so. cool all right so 
what so what else did you do to the bike? You had the engine running, so you put a hardtail on. We put the hardtail on. And um, did you change anything front end, handlebars? Uh, we had to relocate all the electrics. We yeah, had to relocate fun. the that's battery. Right. And these are things that we thought was just like, oh, hardtail. We'll buy a hardtail. We'll put it right. on. Done. You know what I mean? Right. Mm. No, it's like all the rerouting of the uh, of, of the stock wiring harness. How'd that go? We ended up not rerouting. <laughs> I mean, no. We ended up just like, we took it all out, and we were going to put in a new wiring harness. Yeah. But, no, again, none of us have any experience. So that was like a full night of just looking at it and looking at the diagram and be like, wow. you know what, let's just put put it back and like bundle it up into a ball. <laughs> tie strap everything tie together. Tie strap everything together yeah. and, and deal with it later. Actually, right. there was right. a point when we were working with oh, the wiring shit, harness man. and the engine all of a sudden just kicked on even without having the <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, wait, wait, we got we to yeah, disconnect. The, thing, the bike just kind of started. It just kind of started on its own. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Helps to disconnect the battery first. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there was one point when I, I put... Um, because we put new carbs on it. Yeah. And I put a, uh, I was holding the carburetor in my hand, but I had to reach for something uh, in my toolbox. So I just put it down. And I didn't know that I put it down on the battery, so it connected the nose, right? So I turned around, and I'm, I'm messing around in my toolbox, and then I smell smoke. Oh, shit. Oh. Right. Nice. I turn, I, I turn around, and the, uh, what do you call it? The throttle cable. Yeah. All the rubber on it was on fire. Oh, oh shit. shit. Oh, my God. Fuck. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. That sounds like fun. I want to try that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought of hooking up power to a carburetor, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just make sure you drain the fuel first. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, the, yeah, the gas tank wasn't Boom. on it. Right. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That could have been, yeah. Yeah, it that could have been, been real bad. bad. That could have I been I could be speaking to you guys from the grave right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> it could have been on the 11 o'clock news, man dies motorcycle we, building. Yeah. And we completed that bike the night before the event. Right. Yes. Yep. Much like all the other dirt bags. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're working up until the morning. Yeah. Right. So how did the bike come out? Did I, it, you 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 rode the whole ride, right? I rode the whole ride. No breakdowns. It is. It's the most fun bike I've ever been on. Yeah. Really. So where, mean, where's the bike? Not now? the most comfortable one. It's, it's in our garage. It's in our garage. Do you still ride it? No. <gasps> why? Why not? Because I don't know. Just you afraid not, of the welds. No. I mean <laughs> the the uh, the idea was to complete it. Under the one thousand dollar budget for mm-hmm. dirt bag, and then after that, get get back into it and do the painting and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we, nice and stuff. we had all these plans, you know, grand plans about oh we're gonna paint it and we're gonna do this. But then when we came up against the deadline, it was like fuck it, let's just get it running. Yeah. So we can enter it, and mm-hmm. and that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but for the uh, well, Paulo in the in the in the movie, Paulo's the only one that rides it. But for the, also in the movie, like my brother and I had to do some some riding shots, and. Um, it was really uncomfortable getting on that thing. It, it didn't fit me well at all. And actually, when I mounted it, was, or was it was it you that got a? Uh, oh, I got a cramp right here, right, right, right in his hip. hip. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I oh, hate that. I hate that. It's like, yeah, this is this is not really the bike I'm going to want to be yeah. on. So that I really enjoyed that that movie because it did show. I mean, you guys are not pretentious artists at work. You guys are like figuring it out as you go, just working through it and. I love just the kind of the teamwork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, was there any like wrench throwing at each other's heads, or <laughs> do y'all work together pretty well? Oh, um, 
I don't think it's it's on film, but Lewis was it a grinder that flew at my head or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I might not have been there. Yeah, Lewis was trying to to grind a piece of metal, but he didn't. He wasn't gripping the the grinder <laughs> that well. I think oh, it is shit. on film actually. Yeah. So yeah. you know, wow. he, he start he turns it on, he starts it, and then puts it to the metal, and it just flies backwards. Wow. <laughs> where, where I was standing, oh, it, it missed me by like a foot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. So like, yeah, obviously incredible sense of accomplishment right i mean this was the first time you built a, a motorcycle that wasn't too much of a death trap i mean how, how does that go into your life it's like hey i could i could build a motorcycle fuck you like you know what and it's pretty awesome it, like, do, it actually does go into my yeah. personally in, into my life like after that um i work for a video game company uh-huh. and it's kind of a new video game company sure uh so it's growing fast so deadlines are are really tight yeah you know what i mean so every time i would come up uh, against a deadline after that I'd be like oh I can't do this wait a minute I built yeah. a bike in seven days I can right. do this you right. I mean? <laughs> right that's cool man yeah, so do you not want to give him a plug wait it's that was seven days seven days oh it wasn't because I know they give you well, a it month well it was it was over well, a month collect- collectively seven days it was days. over a month wow but over we like we weekend. took three Saturdays wow and okay. we took three Saturdays and a couple weeknights here and there okay wow. yeah. so Actually, wow. I wasn't even there Maybe for most that. of it because I was out of the country but, yeah okay but you know we've we've heard this sense of achievement affecting your life before a couple of months mm-hmm. ago we interviewed the first woman to ride solo around the world mm-hmm. and she's had an extremely successful career as an architect since then and she said exactly the same thing she said she's up against a deadline at work or a difficult project it's like, i ride a fucking motorcycle around the world yeah. i can i've got this mm-hmm. yeah. so it does change you and you know a couple of weeks ago we did a show on adding horsepower to engines that maybe shouldn't be added um, and why and why people bother and the thing i wanted to say at the time and you know i couldn't vocalize it properly was when you add horsepower to an engine, that's your horsepower. Yeah. That's like Emma horsepower you've put on there. <laughs> Even though you can go out and buy a bike with 120 horsepower, if you take an 80 horsepower bike and you add 40 to it, that's Emma horsepower. Now, you guys took a Yamaha, and it's not a Yamaha anymore. It's a Hansomations bike. Mm-hmm. It's your bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the achievement. It's your, it's your achievement. So, yeah, take pride in it. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's a good-looking bike. It's a great-looking bike. I like that style. So um, so then after that, you guys started the web series. So let's talk about that because this, stu- this is an ongoing web series, the Handsome Asians Motorcycle Club. It is. How do you describe it? Because <sighs> it, to me, it's, a li- it's almost like a little bit like Pee Wee's Playhouse or something, you know? That would be a good w- but, yeah. way to describe it, actually. <laughs> I mean, the web series is... Absolutely an offshoot of Dirtbag 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, we had so much fun not only uh, building the bike, but making the documentary mm-hmm. that we kept. We wanted to keep doing that. Um, and also at the, end of, uh, at the end of that whole process for Dirtbag 2, we got our own uh, shop space. Yeah. So cool. You have we, a, like a studio. No, it's a garage. It's but a, it looks like a studio. I mean, yeah. it yeah, is. Kinda. Yeah, it's yeah. a man cave. And, <laughs> it's, it's a, a it's a disconnected garage from the main house. That's <laughs> really all it is. And yeah, we just kind of it's it's really the place we call it the place we just go to to get away from our wives. But yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Everybody's so, quiet. <laughs> Nobody wants this agreement. No, yeah. so, so it's kind of like the recycle garage. It's own garage, and yeah. you have a bunch of dildos around, too? Uh, we have we a have dildo. <laughs> and we share. We share. <laughs> Whoever makes it to the garage. <laughs> but, no, I, you know, the web series, you know, we took two two things we, we, we love is, like, motorcycles and then, uh, you know. Each other. Each other. And then <laughs> just basically being silly. Like, we're always, like, putting a camera on each other, like, trying to fuck with each other. And yeah. Like, yeah. You know, set firecrackers behind us and like try to get stupid reactions and stuff. It sounds vaguely familiar. To <laughs> right? yeah. Well, and also, um, you guys, just like us, have a member of your crew who likes to get naked, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that w- yeah, that would that would be me. <laughs> not necessarily like it, but it's it's only because the the other three guys are you know just won't do it. <laughs> it's freedom, and it's like, man. And it's freedom. like you know the one guy who look you know who should not be taking his shirt off, you know is the one taking his shirt off. So well, you got to like, take a bullet for the team, I guess. Yeah, yeah someone's got to do it. So someone's yeah, so I'm I'm trying to if anyone else wants to jump in and try and describe it. <clears throat> There's definitely a lot of humor in there. There's, uh, I mean, there's, it's editing. It's not just you talking. There's, it's almost like they're scripted little, like, I mean, everything. Well, yeah. There's dancing. Yeah. It's yes. a little bit of everything, and it's evolving. The yeah. first three episodes are just a bunch of kind of like, it, it almost plays like a variety show where it's we're getting yeah. to know the, right. the handsome Asians. Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. So it's a bunch of skits, but we also talk about real things, like we talk about, um, the new bike that we're building but ever since then uh, and just like dirtbag one and two it's kind of a response to what's out there in the world right right mm-hmm. um but if i if i could jump in is yeah. extremely well done oh thanks. so yeah. um thanks. you guys are all, you, you you obviously don't take yourselves very seriously it's a lot of fun but it's very, very well made. So I'm guessing yeah. at least one of you has got a background in media. Yeah, I mean, clearly you, you enjoy your crap and you do right. take the time to make it look right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if, I mean, if, it's like if you want to make it look shitty, it's purposefully done, you know? Like, because it's, it's very li- intentional. It's, it's lit properly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's filmed I mean, well, edited Part well. of what the web series is, is film school. Right. That's oh, why cool. we do it, is, right. to, is to, to learn more. Nice. So, I mean, hopefully... It shows in each episode that, you know, things are getting better, the sound's getting better, video's getting better, you know. But, I mean, it's all about the... It's it's all about the... I was going to say, it's all about the content. We try to cover things that people don't cover. Right. Like, um, for example, people will always cover a a famous builder. Right. So, what we did was we interviewed the daughter of a famous builder. You know what I mean? Let's get to that. So, now you've started interviewing people. And what I like, it's evolved. First, it was just you guys being goofy and we're getting to know the Asians. And then you introduced this project bike that's on the stand that you guys are all working on. It's a CB... It's a CB100. CB100. CL100. CL100. Great classic bike. It's been... was sitting for years, right? Decades? Since 77. It's actually my my father-in-law's bike and it's... Holy cow. Mm -hmm. It's been sitting in the garage just... Just sitting there for since 1977 was the last time it ran, and he, he, you know, when I when That's I got 40 married, years. yeah, when I got married, he was just like, well, I'm not doing anything with it, so and you, it's in decent can, condition. It is, it wow. is. It's only nice. got eight, 1800, 1700 miles on wow. it. Wow, whoa, yeah. yeah. So and you know, it was it was perfectly good, and, and just when we started working on it, we said, well, let's try to. We were thinking of just cleaning it up and just getting restoring it back to as, as close to original as possible. Yeah. 
and, and we said, well, let's try to get lucky and let's just see if it'll start. Let's run some, we'll clean out the carbs a little bit, run some uh, fresh gas into it. Mm-hmm. And it did start. Nice. Like, Holy shit. It's Wait, so it's a Honda. Old, yeah. Of it's course Honda. it damn well started. <laughs> it was a freaking was Honda. The, was it the old plugs? The original well, we plugs, changed. Right? We changed. No, we changed the plugs. Oh, we did. Okay. So we did. We did that all, all that stuff, and um, it was it was running. We got it running, it was, and we actually it's it's in part of the episodes. But in typical handsome Asian fashion, we took it apart, and now it doesn't run. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, gonna run. It's gonna run. So yeah, I love. So then you introduce this project. So you, it's you guys around the workbench with this bike and kind of working on it, and then you went to the next step and you started interviewing people. Correct. Around the bike sometimes or around the workbench. Right. So let's talk about uh, who have you interviewed? Uh, well, there, there's a, a famous uh, builder. His name's uh, Spade George. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, you know, he's originally from the East Coast. And, you know, he, he lives here now. And he, he has a shop in Redwood City. And, uh, you know, he customizes and works on Harleys. And we wanted to, we want we wanted to get him in, but it also turned out that I used to work with his daughter, yeah. Aurora, like a long time ago, um, doing retail. What's going on over there? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. And uh, we decided, you know, she's she, you know, she's kind of a bit of an artist herself. Yeah. So we we wanted to kind of like, you know, work the the correlation between his art and her art. So we so let, let's 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 talk to her as well, and we'll, we'll interview Spade George as well, and then. And we just wanted to know the, what it was like growing up in yeah. that environment yeah if your dad was this famous builder and it was always in the garage you know what i mean so yeah. it's a bit you, of an outlaw you know you know what i've noticed the common thread and all the people you've interviewed it's either beautiful women or ugly men you guys always get beautiful women in there yeah, he's like. Is it all ugly like, men? Oh, yeah. Well, no. Yeah, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> um, but you get some good-looking ladies in there. You do. Um, mm-hmm. So, all right, who else have you interviewed? You got Lauren Trantham. After that, we interviewed Lauren Trantham, mm-hmm. and she. I just came across her on a friend's Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Who posted something about her "Ride My Road" campaign, right? And she is a woman who's ridden ten thousand miles around the U.S., raising awareness and funds for sex trafficking survivors on wow. a Ducati. Ducati. on a monster, monster. Yes. monster. Yes. correct. Yeah. If, if you're gonna if you if you're going to check out their videos, uh, I I highly recommend starting with that one. <laughs> oh, you're like, oh yeah, you like. I that. I'll admit I I. Uh, Watched it at work and it made my day. Oh well, good. Well, thank you. Yeah, we just yeah. jump right into that one. So. Did you yeah. did you cry after that one too? Ha ha ha! laughter. That was fantastic. Yeah. And then you also got Paul Brown. We who got Paul was Brown, on of our course. Podcast last week. Yeah, he's um, a hard book. You know. yeah. He is. Yeah, <laughs> it was hard to get him talk to oh, talk. Actually, yeah. Yeah. no way. <laughs> Paul was great with us. We just yeah. kind of wound him up and set him sure. off, and yeah. there goes Paul. <laughs> but then you also got him to put on wigs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I forgot yeah, about that. that oh it wasn't hard at all. It's like okay, no, that wasn't hard at all. <laughs> that was funny. And then and who, spandex. And then who else have you? Have We've you? Um, had Austin Vince. Yeah, the filmmaker. The filmmaker, the ad- adventurer, mm-hmm. I guess you would say. Austin Vince did Mondo Enduro and Terra Circa and um, Mondo Sahara, which are videos of him uh, riding a motorcycle around the world um, uh, on uh, as. L- little money as money as possible okay so that's cool when we first got together uh, and started hanging out we saw one of his videos and what attracted us to him was not only his kind of budget 
approach to world travel, but to also filmmaking. So mm-hmm. we kind of took after that. And to have him uh, like reach out to us after Dirtbag 2 came out, it's it's the equivalent of like if you're into um, sci-fi uh, Star Wars yeah. and you make your own sci-fi films and George Lucas calls you right, wow. right. Um, to, to say like that's I like pretty your stuff. cool that's pretty you know, cool it, it's it was kind of a, a milestone yeah. I guess yeah. a highlight yeah. Yeah, so that's awesome nice and then so this is a, a, a work in progress and that was just this month that you put that one out correct and I know you're not able to do them as consistently as we do podcasts because there's a lot of work goes into it yeah that and, and just life in general just gets in gets right. in the way right and we all we all nine to fives did, and you, did you say wife gets in the way yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all got wife wife time happens <laughs> You know, so we've got wife time sentences. Wife, <laughs> wife, wife is good, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to know if you have any upcoming guests you have booked or you want to book or the kind of guests that you want to book so people get an idea of what kind of interviews you're doing. Um, we have the whole season kind of planned out at this point. Okay. Yeah. Um, but again, we just focus on... Uh, we try to focus on the, uh, the levity of, of the motorcycle culture because right. people kind of forget that it this thing is fun right, right. you know right. being on two fun. wheels and being that close to come in <laughs> being, that was in the podcast being not that, behind you <laughs> being that close to death which is what motorcycle riding is 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 ridiculous it's pretty you know? ridiculous you know but it's life affirming and it's fun and we so we try to focus on that we try to focus on um the camaraderie, like right. it, it, mm-hmm. with, the, with the people around you and the family around you, you know. So, well, see, yeah. I think it's the opposite. I think when I'm on my bike, I'm alive. It's when I'm in my car on the commute that's when I'm a closer to death. Dying on the inside. So yeah, we have uh, what is it? Two more episodes to round out this season before we yeah. start the next yeah. one. So yeah. it's a motorcycle maintenance variety show with interviews. Correct. Yeah, that pretty much. Maintenance. Hey, I pegged it. All right. Yeah, we don't with, even with, really have a definition yeah. for it. With very little emphasis on maintenance. Yeah. And you guys are doing this. <laughs> you guys are doing this out of San right. Francisco, which, as we've you know told people, we're so blessed here that we have so much motorcycle culture to draw from. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'd I'd love to you know make any recommendations uh, or you know give you phone numbers of people if you're looking for future totally. guests. Absolutely, most definitely. Most definitely. Absolutely. We right. we know a lot of people. We'd like to get you guys in. Yeah. Hey, hey. yeah. How many can you fit? There's yeah. a lot of us. <laughs> well, and our we're space all. our space is about three times bigger than this, so three times oh. more than this. Wow. All right. <laughs> can you guys dance? Can oh, you yeah. dance? <laughs> oh buddy, can I dance? Oh, oh, Liza, yeah. all right. has Emma got the moves? Emma <laughs> <laughs> Emma was having a private dance off herself in the parking lot today and i said it looks like somebody described how to do the cabbage patch over the phone to you <laughs> and this is your best interpretation i was i was very happy with it but <laughs> of course you were well yeah it was my it's my little private it's just like doing sure. the cabbage patch on a broken butter churn or something i didn't know what was happening <laughs> i can do the merengue <laughs> 
So maybe we can have a naked off with your guy. Your oh, naked guy oh, and man, we'll win. No question. We we we've won already. Jim will out naked yeah. anyone. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, no, no need for the contest. How much? How much shame do you have? That determines who wins. Actually. Not, not much. Not oh, okay. Much. okay. <laughs> John Dalton, grab the there. calendar on the shelf behind you. This one behind on the, you. Behind you. Uh-huh. Go ahead and hand that to the guys on the couch. And um, this is our calendar. Um, oh, no. Yeah, have a look through it. Oh, no. I think you'll like through. it. You'll see. Um, Any month in particular. Which, which month was it? Well, well I'm, I'm, ver- I'm very happy with March. Yeah, Emma's very proud <laughs> of March. Brilliant. Let's skip straight to March. We'll go right to March. She's very proud of that one. <laughs> this is her showing herself to be a true motosexual. Excellent. That's a great shot. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. In bed with a motorcycle. <laughs> That's hot. Very but nice. Yeah, keep, I'll, keep I'll, skipping yeah. through. You will find naked very, Jim. You'll know. You'll know. Classy, though. You'll know. You will know when you find him. Okay, can <laughs> everybody leave for five minutes? And so while you're... <laughs> <laughs> I only need two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in my bunk. Oh, yeah, God. So the first <laughs> one I turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's our naked Jim. Yep. Oh, he won. He won. <laughs> <laughs> there's, now, a lot of, there's a lot of bashing out material in this calendar. Is that is that censored bar? Is that accurate or is that? Well, <laughs> very. Uh, we don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, not, a, it's not as black as that bar. <laughs> 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 Do you know that? Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Um, so let's talk about what you did. So after you started the web series, then you did this film, Boutonniere. And Boutonniere, so yeah, we were talking about this earlier. It's in three parts, ending with, it's like, yeah, the first part, and it's kind of like mockumentary, or I would say it's scripted scripted documentary style of the conception of this film. And then the second part is kind of the behind the scenes and figuring out how to do it. You see some uh, different, you know, coming up with props and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then the final film. I don't want to give it away because it is sweet, but it's only the f- the final film is only three minutes, three four minutes, four minutes something four like minutes, that, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's more like a kind of like a music video, mm-hmm. and it's 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 done well. It's a cute cute film. I thought that was a very clever transition from of the the thought process of how you guys did that. That's pretty cool. You kind of like yeah. showed your work kind of thing, you know? Yep. That's we, very cool. We just kind of wanted to prove that anybody, again, like right. it's kind of like dirt bag for filmmaking. Right. You know, anybody mm. can make a yeah. film. What I if personally I would like to see everybody just make their own films about their own lives because I'd rather well, watch that than TV or right. yeah. any of the movies that are out now. No, right. every you know I mean? every yeah. single person has their own story. Exactly. Everybody's got their own story. Yeah. And there's no such thing as too boring or too dull. We We've all got a story to tell. I think the more that we all know about each other, I, I don't want to get all mm-hmm. too, too deep into it, but, you know, it, it's fun to watch. It's... It's more. It's enlightening. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And actually, Boutonniere is based on a couple of real stories that we kind of put together. Right. Oh, wow. You know. So, and we want again. We want. We just wanted to show people uh, out there who don't think that they can make their own films that you know if if we can do it, Jesus, yeah. like anybody uh, can do it. If we can do it, yeah. Guys, watch it. it. Any yes. any of our listeners, watch it. Where where can people see Boutonniere? I, <laughs> I thought you were saying watch your language. No. Because <laughs> I said Jesus. <laughs> Oh, okay, watch it. <laughs> so, how um, can- Boutonniere, can, you can go to um, 
it's on Vimeo, but I mm-hmm. guess the quickest way to get to it would be Facebook. Right. Uh, dot com handsome, handsome Asians Motorcycle Club. There will be links to the movie there. And cool. if you want to see just kind of the little short film, that's on YouTube. And that would be on YouTube. Yeah. Too. yeah. And just to help people out. While also showing my prowess for spelling, it's B O U T T E N I E R R E. No, no, I E R E. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, sorry, Google corrected it for me. O U N I E R E. Jesus, maybe we need one person like spelling it. It's French, darling. It's French for butt. Anyway, so you guys were awarded. You went to the Brooklyn Film Festival. Correct. We got a Best Experimental Award for that. But were there tears in the audience there? There were little. Oh. There were there actually. Were yeah, there was. Does a that make you so proud to see you elicit an emotional yeah. of reaction? Course. I mean, sure. of course. Uh, I mean, that 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 one scene that we're all talking about mm-hmm. right now uh, is was the linchpin for the whole film. Yes. Yeah. Like everything grew out from yes. that se- uh, that one that that two second scene. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But to see that it uh, that it worked. To me, also. Oh God! It worked for me. That, Very that just tells done. me that there's somebody. Who, I don't. I don't. Don't get all big-headed, but uh, uh, you know, a real craftsman, someone who's got a brilliant idea. It's not just hey, let's just put a film together. To be able to weave it in a way that there's that little whammy that I didn't ex- expect coming. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this is some real shit. This is like somebody who gets about filmmaking and and the structure, and how to throw that in and really elicit emotional reaction. And, and right. without without giving away the film, can I just say what what kind of made me lose it? It was oh. the hands. Well, you, oh, oh. there you go. Not giving it away. That's just, what we're talking about. Okay. All right. Oh man. Yes. Just yeah. So wow. Do you have anything? Any other films that you're working on? Um, w- that we're working on. Yeah. Or are yeah. That you? Right now we're in uh, kind of the writing stages of a new film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a short film. It, it kind of has motorcycles in it, but it's not motorcycle centric. You know. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Mm-hmm. We don't want to give it away just yet. Right. No, but um, is it funny? Is it no, no? no. It's, it's much. It's much darker. Yeah, cool. It, okay, mm. good, good, good. Okay. Yeah. I like variety. Yeah, yeah. It's we're trying to tackle darker. something real. Yeah. you know, we mm. just again like we, controversial. I don't. Yeah, well, I guess controversial. The subject, yeah. the subject matter is okay. Yeah, good, good, right. good. But um, what we try to do with uh, each of the projects is um, jump into different pools, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, and or or. Uh, Try to improve uh, another aspect of the filmmaking and the storytelling. Cool. You know, so. Yeah. So, is the writing process pretty difficult for you guys? Are, are there a lot of revisions, or typically a good <laughs> yeah. amount of oh, it? Yeah. Or yeah. we've learned again, like I said, uh, Boutonier and Hansamation's Motorcycle Club web series yeah. is film school. Right. And what we learned from Boutonier is we should have taken more time to write that first. <laughs> yeah. the, first, the, first segment, the first segment. The first segment. Right. Oh, right. okay. I got a question, and, and I can edit this out if you want, because I don't want to, you know, pull away the, the 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 curtain and show the wizard. But I have to ask: the scene in the restaurant was that dubbed? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can, I yeah. can tell. Well, I can tell. Well, no, we we, we were we watching it. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. No problem. We were what? Me and Liza were watching it. We're like. This is dubbed. This has to be dubbed. No. Yeah, and I mean, that means we fucked up. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> if you can tell that it was dubbed. Oh, I no, can tell you... it was dubbed because there was 
the piped-in diner background sure. noise, right. but there wasn't any of the, like forks clinking on your yeah, that's, that's plates true. or anything. Yeah, and your voices were just so clear. And yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. When we first, um, when we first, we've, when we filmed the scene. We you know we we just kind of had a sta- stationary mic and it picked up everything. Yes. Right. right. See that's why I noticed because as an audio person I'm like yeah. 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 there couldn't sound like that. Yeah. yeah. Unless they're wearing like personal mics yeah. and yeah, but yeah, still yeah. then it would have picked up more so. of the noise around you. Yeah. I mean we had no control uh, 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 no. in that environment. Yeah. We yeah. just sat down. All right, go. <laughs> we I think did our lines and then we gorilla, got out. Huh? You know, you know cool. can I make a suggestion? Yeah. Do a really badly dubbed film like an Enter the Dragon <laughs> thing. <laughs> you know, that would be cool. That would be so cool. Oh my god, cool. Emma, Asians have been trying to combat <laughs> no. for so long. No, I think we need but, to we need to revisit it enter the dragon and just <laughs> oh ri- with really amped up sound so effects. So basically, you're sure. saying you need to do a movie with either Bruce Lee or Godzilla in it. Both? Oh my God, Asian, you're, so, you're Emma, you're so racist. So oh, racist. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Damn. No, I'm dizzy. Busted. You should have both of them. Yeah, no, you should. Bruce Lee we fighting. Yeah. Godzilla with motorcycles? Oh my God. <laughs> no, uh, but no, that would not, work. Not Bruce Lee on the motorcycle, Godzilla on the motorcycle, and uh, Bruce Lee. <laughs> Chuck Norris in there too. It, this not? is the writing process. No. Yeah, but if you're gonna, <laughs> right here, but hold on, if you're you gonna, taking notes, if you're gonna involve Bruce Lee and Godzilla, there's gonna have to be a Honda Dream in there, okay? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> no, but um, in all uh, serious uh, sincerity, we do. Uh, like I said earlier, we are always thirsty for motorcycle movies, and. I love that you guys are like this new source to like bring stuff in. Oh. And there is a market there. Oh yeah. There's there's a huge market there. Um and I'm really looking forward to seeing what else you guys are coming up with. Yeah. And you had experience, you went to the Brooklyn Film Festival, which <laughs> I know and you are vocal on your it was on one of your episodes of your show right. mm-hmm. you talked about the experience there how it kind of fell apart the organizers kind of fell apart in it we won't get into detail the first you went twice right yes the we, first time it was actually we went three times hmm. okay yeah dirtbag was in it uh and then dirtbag 2 was in it and boutonniere was in it also and i know that there is a gentleman i don't know his name off the top of my head but he ha- he organizes a adventure riding motorcycle you mean um, film festival? It's not a motor adventure riding. It's a uh, the adventure yes. film festival. Yes, hmm. yes, yes, yes. Austin Vincent. That, that's uh, Austin. That is yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but why don't we have anything like this out here? Why that's is a good it? Question. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's not through lack of trying. He's he. You know, when he was he was uh, with us for that one episode, he had. He actually was in L.A. Just came straight up mm-hmm. to see us, but he's down. He's he was in L.A. trying to you know network and trying to bring that festival, uh, you know, stateside. stateside. I, yeah, I'm just no. Curious. I guess what Lisa is saying is why why hasn't anybody uh, here in town? Right? Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, question. do our own film festival? You mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what are the top three motorcycle movies of all time? Of all time. Sure. Take Jesus. a guess. Go ahead. Go ahead and take a guess. I, uh, I don't know if they're the top three, but the most well-known would mm-hmm. be Easy Rider would be one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Wild Hogs. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should just leave. <laughs> uh, That's a fun one. I can, like, I can I'm talking like, like documentary style. Right. Not 
I mean, on any Sunday is probably on any Sundays in there, and in in my mind, Mondo Enduro is is in there. Okay, so like, how old are these movies? Mondo Enduro is like early nineties. Right, and on any Sunday is even older. Right, so and they're great movies, but I think there's an opportunity there to be making these movies and mm. to show showing them because yep. we just we go out in the parking lot and we set up a screen and we play on any sunday like well, every year you right know? yeah right um or you know dust of glory or something like that mm-hmm. there's a lot of great movies um i would love to support whatever you guys are doing and even help if you need right. sure to do that because i think there's a huge market and just getting the word out for these things but a lot of people may not know about these movies now. So as you said, go to Vimeo. You can go to your Facebook page. Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash Handsome Asians Motorcycle Club. Mm-hmm. And you'll fill, you, you'll, you can find all links to all our movies there. Right. You haven't created a website yet. No, we, no, haven't. we haven't. I mean, time. Uh, time. Uh, oh, that yeah. normally would be Lewis's job. Throw <laughs> 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 yeah. him under the bus. Like yeah. it. Um. What I'd like more people to know about is uh, Dirtbag 2, The Return of the Rattler. Okay. Yes. Uh, that okay. one won People's Choice Award. Nice. Which is, I mean, in my mind, it's the best award that you can yeah. win at a so film festival. Your peers it's not the judges, it's the people that who watched it. So the know, same so. question for you guys. How can our listeners easily access that movie? Facebook.com slash Dirtbag 2. Dirt Number bag, two. No, sorry. Wow, I don't even know it. What is it? <laughs> You know what? Hands Asians Motorcycle Club. <laughs> and, and, and there will be a link yeah. okay, to Dirtbag cool. 2 on top of there. Okay. Pinned to the top. All right. Cool. Nice. Well, I think you know, since we're getting long on time, I want to read a couple emails. But I also just want to make sure people know about these movies. They really are good. The Boonier, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank um, you very much. The dir- original Dirtbag mm-hmm. and Dirtbag 2, Return of the Rattler, because it also inspires people. Yeah. And we get a lot of people saying, hey, I listen to your podcast, and I follow you guys, and you've inspired me to pick up a project bike and get into it. Isn't that the best compliment you can yeah. hear? Yeah. 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 And that's what your your movie does, too. Yeah. It kind of gets you Thank like, you. Oh, maybe if these fools can do it, maybe yeah. I can do it. Remember when we watched the first Dirtbag movie, and then you're like, Oh, I want to wrench on something right now. <laughs> like like we, we finished watching it, and she, I wanted to play with a grinder and just grind that's stuff. That's the response so it's we like, want. It's yeah, like yeah, watching. Yeah. That's how, the how did you guys find like, that? Uh, I, you know what? Just internet. You know how the ether internet just kind of flows right, through you? Right. Sure. I mean, I've been going through Dirtbag, through, to Dirtbag for a while. And I was like, oh, cool. Somebody made a documentary about this cool event that, that I usually go to. And, mm-hmm. I feel, and it's like so grassroots that I'm, I'm automatically compelled to, you know, you know, I'm drawn to it, you know? Is that so, how you also found the, the web series? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think uh, your production company, I just recognize it because it's like, I think it's all linked together somehow, so, yeah. But, but, you know, we've got all this great culture right here in the Bay Area, and the only thing's missing is somebody who actually document it on film. So that mm-hmm. could be you guys. Mm. True. Yes. True, true. And then, yeah, um, I want to talk to you about some stuff coming up. Maybe we can yep. work on as well. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it's great. You guys are doing videos. We're doing audio. And I, 
I'd love to have the relationship throwing stuff, you know, back and forth and helping each other out. Totally. Sounds yeah, great. That'd, and then that'll be great. Obviously, and you know, next time you have anything you want to promote, you can come down here again. Thank you. Yeah. Hopefully the roads will be repaired. And and <laughs> yeah. truthfully, I think the description's accurate. I think they're very handsome. <laughs> 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 Thank you very much. Oh, I you're know. very welcome, mm-hmm. darling. Let me take I love my radio. Shirt off. <laughs> 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 so we're just gonna have Where's time. Where's that calendar? <laughs> we just have time to get to a couple of emails. I want to thank everyone who's been sending them in. We are backed up on emails. Cut a log here. We we are. So we're just going to get to a couple. Emma, you want to read yours real yeah, quick? Yeah, mine's from Nathan Behrman. Um, he's in Syracuse, New York, and he's included a picture of a beautiful red Buell with fancy gold wheels. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Is that a lightning? It is a firebolt. Oh, okay. Woo. Good morning, misfits. It is Sunday morning here in Syracuse, New York, and finally had some time to sit down and write to you guys. I just wanted to let all of you know that every week when I start, when I listen to the show, it feels like I'm sitting in the garage with all of you. That's so, really we're sweet. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. When the music starts, it calms me and reminds me that even though you are 2,848 miles away, <laughs> um, Nate, we're actually 2,847.5 miles away. <laughs> yes, I mapped it. I still feel like I am at home. I love nice. Emma's mystery, uh, history hole. Um, you can call it whatever you want, darling. And I'm a proud supporter of Emma's army. Emma's army needs some swag to wear around, mm. maybe a shirt with a swirling vortex. Mm. Yeah, somebody should get on that. Yeah, okay. Hey, man. And the I'm word busy. history yeah, in the center with the names of all the famous writers on the outside of the vortex swirling. It's very creative. Nate, you're very creative, darling. Um, just a thought. Anywho... The last time I wrote, I said I was stepping up from a 98 Buell Thunderbolt and write to the 1125R, which didn't happen. Well, I guess it didn't, because you sent me a picture of a Firebolt, darling. Um, instead, I found a 2004 Buell XB12R Firebolt, and for as little as I rode it last season, maybe a month and a half, this was a better bike than the 1125R for now. You know what? I think actually the Firebolt's a better bike. It's, a, it's certainly a more livable bike. Mm-hmm. Um, I also became a member of the AMA. Good on you, Nate. Right. I wish more would. And I'm so glad for that. Um, I'm going to plug the AMA again. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> if you love motorcycling and you want to continue to ride bikes and you want your children to continue to ride bikes, join the fucking AMA. Because yep. they're fighting on your behalf. You don't have to agree with everything they do, but mm-hmm. you know they're fighting for us. AMAcycle.org. Yep, or absolutely. Um, and he f- finishes, well, I think I've rambled on enough this time. Keep up the great work, Misfits, and maybe someday I can meet all of you in person. Nate, Nate, you're welcome here anytime, mate. Yes, all you got to do is get on a plane, Come visit us here in Santa Cruz. Sunny Santa Cruz. It is sunny Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. All right, I have one. uh, This is from Daniel, a.k.a. Track Rat from Wingman's Garage. Track Rat! Hey, guys. So this is Wingman's Garage. How y'all doing? Uh, He says, stopping by to say hello and voice an opinion such as it is. Liza, I, too, didn't understand the need to modify an old technology air-cooled big twin for performance. This one I was talking about. I, I don't get why people are putting all this money into upping the performance on big twins that I don't think are 
you know, good handling performance bikes. I don't get it personally. Um, he says, then after spending about a year working at a Harley dealer here in Nashville, helping customers modify their bikes, I developed an understanding for why they spend enormous amounts of money on making a street glide or a road king go faster. Mm-hmm. It's everything you guys talked about plus one thing. It's a fantastic feeling surprising sport bikes as you stay handlebar to handlebar with <laughs> from stoplight to stoplight. Yep. Yeah, there it is. From um, stoplight to stoplight. The only response I have to that is I don't think that the sport bike was intentionally racing and you were. <laughs> That's my only thing. Yeah, but you know, okay. Um, he says, no, it's not going to take a corner at 45 degrees of lean. Well, it could, but we call that a crash under normal conditions. <laughs> um, one of the fastest bikes I've ever ridden was a 131 cubic inch street glide with a turbo slapped on it. Oh, oh my man. Uh, the owner was telling me later that on race gas, it made 280 bhp to the ground. What? Horsepower. That's enough to scare the rider and the person who lined up next to you at the stoplight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One last thing. You guys talked about the original Katana at some length, and I must agree with Emma on this one. The old GS1000 and GS1100 Katanas are spectacular pieces of motorcycling. This is is a bike that I, uh, we were talking about, what bike would you send to the Crusher if you could just wipe it from the planet? And And I said the first year Katana. Send it to the Crusher. I don't care. You're just plain wrong. All right. (laughs) It's it's a masterpiece. He says, so the the styling is weird to some people and they don't like it. Good. That means I will have less people to fight with when I get to the point to trying to find one and building a resto mod superbike that scares old ladies. (laughs) Question for Emma. Since you're such a fan of these bikes, have you seen the Yoshimura 1135R? Yoshimura built some super katanas to celebrate the end of the model. Yes, they did. My first experience with this bike was from the old video game, and I've loved it ever since. Thanks so much for everything you guys do. The Wingman's crew love every minute you guys put out, and can't wait to listen each week. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. Thanks for listening to us. We love you guys. Yeah, we've been getting a a lot of great emails. We appreciate it, but I... Yeah, I, I mean, here this is different. So, yeah, you can make a very high horsepower uh, big twin, and you can, all it's good for is racing light, red light to red light. Yeah, but it's, but it's your horsepower. This is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. When you up the horsepower, true, it's your horsepower. You've brought that back. Yeah, mm-hmm. 280, 280 yeah. is nothing to sneer at. Wow. Yeah, True. absolutely. But after a lot of reflection, this is what I've come up with. Here, where we live in Northern California, we've got lots of hills, lots of twisties, lots of great roads. True that. Mm-hmm. People who live in, say, like Florida or Kansas, all they have to look forward to <laughs> is cornfields, orange groves, and, and stoplights. Stop yep. And so you're going to build a bike for the kind of roads that you have. Yep. Right. True. Right. So True I get that. And if all you have are like stoplight to stoplight and that's going to like rock your world is to just at stoplights, then you're going to dump a lot of money into a big, fast, straight line bike. But I that also, makes that's, sense. That's what you're going to do if you live your yeah. mi- your life a, a quarter mile at a right. time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you like standing next to a broken down, smoldering ruin by the side of the road, 
Why are you catty? Yeah. So I get it. It makes sense. Why get a bike that'll Sausage turn if you have new turns? <laughs> we just throw in that hit on Ducati as well. Yeah, you know that. We weren't talking about that. Well, now we are. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not throwing in the BM Trouble You. They just I love BM Trouble You. Right. They do BM not deserve you. that. Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I know. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming. I know that. Um, thank you for having us. Yeah, we've been having trouble been getting great. you down here. And, and it was suspect if the roads would get you down here, but you took the back way. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Speaking so, of back way. Yeah. Up yeah. the butt bikes. Oh, yeah, that's yes. what I was wondering about buttness. Mm. That's right. Mm. That, that was a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> these guys, right, are, these guys to... have got it going on. <laughs> we have to find out. What are your up the butt bikes? <laughs> All right, Frank, you want to go first? You got a blank stare, uh, so let's... No, let's... I, I've, I've known this since the last time I listened to you guys' podcast. All right. So All right. I like it's this. A, it's a modern bike. It's a BMW, BMW R9T. Yeah, yeah, those are cool. Okay. No, I've, I've always been, I've always been kind of you know partial to like you know cafe style brat style. They're very hipsterific. They they are, but uh, they're cool looking bikes. No, it's a, it's yeah. a great looking bike. Yeah, they're yeah. a lot neater looking in person too. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious to see in like ten or twenty years how, how they're revered. That's really the test. It's hard for us to know now. Sure. If a bike is going to be truly a classic or no, I think I, I think that thing was a classic when it rolled off the line. Yep. So. Um, yeah, it no. is good looking. Yeah. All right, Paolo, what would what price do you put on your butt? <laughs> First of all, like I was telling you earlier, you uh, imply that I would only take it up the butt once. <laughs> I, I would have a collection of bikes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I once rode a Moto Guzzi Grizzo. Yeah. yeah. So I've I haven't been on the. That's a huge knife on that. <laughs> I know. It's a small knife and just a big sheath. <laughs> it's, yeah. And he's trying to be quiet and he's like sneaking around <laughs> with his knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I have never been on the Stelvio. <laughs> right. But if it rides anything like that Grizzo, I would yeah. like that one. Yeah. I really like Motoguzzi's bikes. Yeah. They make yeah. some good stuff. And you know the Grizzo, it's it's a big bike. I mean, you're really sitting on something. Yeah. And it has all this surprising power too. It it feels very torquey, but then it's it levels out. But then it has all this surprise power uh, on the higher RPM. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so no, they're cool. a great bike. And I like the retro flare on a lot of the Motoguzis yeah. too. They're doing a good job. Yeah. All right, Eric. I've always wanted a an older British bike from the sixties. Mm. So okay. Okay. E- either, either like a Norton or a Bonneville or something like that. Yeah. But uh, if I was going to pick a modern bike, uh, I think the two Ono is a pretty sexy looking bike. It doesn't right have there. to be modern. Yeah. I mean, this is what this bike is your bike. Yeah. 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 That is, that is <laughs> your bike. But I mean, I could take two, but yeah, yeah. Either, either <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> let, let no. Me, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so let me ask Emma. Yes. So he's, he's in the market right. for a sixties, British bike, right? Uh, what bike would you put uh, next to his butt? I I'd actually <laughs> put him on an early seventies Norton Commando. Mm. That's yeah. the way to go. Yeah. And the you know the the reason I I'd put you on a Commando, they ride so nicely, and because they've got a rubber mounted engine, you can ride them hard. Oh, nice. um, it's the closest you can get. To that vintage British riding experience with something you can actually live with, because the brakes are terrible, but they're not really terrible like on a old <laughs> British bikes, and they actually handle well, and they they're not going to shake your fillings out. Um, it's you can actually live, you can you can ride a Commando every day, that's but cool. man, they're getting expensive. Yeah, now. so, so yeah, the yeah. the brakes are just somewhat of a 
um, suggestion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All nice. right. Well, there Whoa. you go. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. That's uh, it's interesting. You trick. They are going for a classic style bikes and you're just going for the real classic sure right that's, that's yeah. a butt worthy no I, c- yeah. I could see you in a commando yeah i really nice. could you value your butt i can tell <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nobody, nobody's gonna make a commando joke really <laughs> i know i was like thinking of i'm trying to think commando of one. Or commando. <laughs> really? commando. Uh, so yeah um i'll be talking to you and let's yeah let, we'd love to come up and Definitely. do something with you all that would be a lot of fun because yes. we've got some hams in this garage as well yeah um at this point i'm really just talking and droning on because bagel really has to pee behind me <laughs> is he turning red yet no me his too. eyes have gone yellow <laughs> I think his kidneys, I can, yeah let's talk about the water streams that are going on i with can hear his kidneys nine. exploding right <laughs> yeah, now no, no. i think he's peed himself already yeah. this, is, this is the point i'm going to thank everyone for listening yeah. thank you for all the emails our patreon subscribers thank you very much i've sent out all the shirts i still have some uh, more shirts left um, so for people who don't know, if you go on and subscribe uh, and, and support us on Patreon for $5 a month, you'll get one of our limited edition T-shirts. And once those T-shirts run out, that prize is, is done. That's some exclusive shit, baby. That is some exclusive <laughs> shit, baby. So uh, I think that's a pretty good deal. So go uh, to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. Find the link to our YouTube page, our Patreon page, Facebook page, all of it there. And in the show notes, I will put links to your YouTube page as well. Um, and your Facebook fucking page. dying over there. <laughs> oh God! We will, we will get there. What's our What's our phone Bagel, number? You can just walk out. <laughs> so yeah, motorcyclesandmisfits.com. You'll find it all there. Yeah. So on that note, thank you for listening. This is Liza. Emma, darling. Bagel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we have, we have to say that too loud. This is not good to start over. Isaac. Uh, Frank the Tank. Apollo. Eric. Oh, John Dalton. <laughs> Charlie. Hey, and let's get out of here. We out. <laughs> go, go. Uh, go, go.